you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, welcome to the first episode of Sass with Cass. I'm your voice of common sense, Cass. Before I get started, folks, I just want to let you know, pardon me if I stumble a little bit here. Um, My headphones are making a a noise. Um, I'm waiting on some new equipment to come in, so hopefully I can get through this without my ears popping. Um, They literally are popping. I know you can't hear it. But anyway, before we get to the Sass, I want to thank you guys for listening. There's literally hundreds of podcasts out there. And the fact that you picked mine, it's an honor. I just hope that I can keep you engaged and maybe even laugh a little. Now today I want to talk about the big old elephant in the world. The coronavirus, or COVID-19. This is the big old elephant. And now I have time to sit around and talk into this mic and hope that somebody's listening. On March the 24th, I joined many others as a non-essential worker. Yeah, I'm air-quoting that, folks. I'm kind of torn about the whole essential, non-essential worker label. Um, I mean, what other way is it to make us feel as if our contributions to society are not appreciated than to label us as not essential? I mean, damn, I get it. In the grand scheme of things, what do I do for a paycheck does not save lives, nor provide basic needs for society, and I don't even keep the world afloat. However, it is essential to me. It pays my bills, and let's face it, folks, 14% of our salary goes to government anyway. So I'm at least 14% essential to the United States government, as well as my local and state government. It still chats my damn high to be labeled as non-essential. So, here I sit. Just like 5.2 million and counting Americans with time on my hands. I have to admit, it wasn't a shock to me. I did see it coming. I did find some sanity in knowing that I'd have plenty to do at home to keep me busy. I also knew it wasn't going to be only for a few weeks. That's more air quotes there, people. I didn't and still don't stay glued to the news resources, waiting on the updates from our governor, hoping I'll return to work soon. I mean, don't get me wrong, I want to return to work. I love my job. But I'm not going to waste this time worrying about when. Instead, I just decided to take advantage of knowing I'd have two more able bodies in the household that were also out of work. Fortunately, we still had one working from home, which is the norm. At the same time, the one working from home would need our understanding and cooperation so we could forget having any sort of major construction or renovation going on. I mean, we got an essential worker in the home. So let's talk about this whole essential workers, air quotes, that are keeping America afloat. As defined by the United States Department of Homeland Security, I'm looking at their website right now, and they got a nice little graphic out there, and it says communications, chemical, critical manufacturing, consumer or commercial facilities, dams, defense industrial base, emergency services, energy, financial, government facilities, food and agriculture, information technology, nuclear reactors and materials and waste. That's a good one. Water, 
transportation systems, and healthcare and public health. Okay. Now here in Kentucky, they mention the Homeland Security. They also say people in retail that provide life-sustaining goods, such as grocery stores, hardware stores, or businesses that sell plumbing, heating, electrical, material, medical products, first responder supply stores, agricultural supplies, food, beverage, and agriculture manufacturing, nonprofit organizations, the media. <laughs> yeah, there's an essential employee. Shit. Anyway, gas stations, any business needed for transportation, like gas stations connected to convenience stores, automobile, motorcycle, boat, bicycle repair shops, farm construction equipment shops, financial services like your banks, credit unions, loan companies or brokers, any agent advisors or issuers, appraisers or pawnbrokers, housing, buildings and construction businesses, your plumbers, your cleaning and janitorial staff. Of course, they're essential for sure. Security staff, painting, landscaping, moving. Of course, your mail shipping and delivery services like your post offices and businesses that deliver. Laundry services like your laundromats and dry cleaners. Restaurants for carry-out and drive-through only or delivery. Businesses selling manufacturing supplies to life-sustaining businesses such as IT, computer, audio, video, electrical businesses, personal hygiene businesses, firearm and ammunition suppliers, hardware paint, flat glass business, any means of transportation, airlines, taxis, rental services, public, private, or commercial transportation. Home-based care for adults and seniors with children and disabilities. Professional services, legal services, accounting, insurance, real estate. Manufacturer distribution of supply chains for critical industries. Waste, pickup, disposal, pharmaceuticals, health care, chemicals, you know. Of course, you got your critical labor unions, hotels and motels, funeral services, and lawful sale of firearms and ammunition. Now, that list in of itself is quite confusing. If you're being told to stay home, you can't go and dine out, you can't travel across the county lines, why do we need airlines, taxis, rental services? Uh, why do we need, uh, let's see, legal services? Oh. I guess because they claim there's going to be a lot of divorces after this. Um, you know, waste pickup, disposal, I get all that. Heck, spring cleaning. It's an abundance in this house. So, nonetheless, we now know what is the difference between essential and non-essential employees. Well, I'm unessential. Now, I have the utmost respect for a lot of people in each of these industries, like your healthcare and first responders. The jobs are unpredictable, dangerous, and underpaid. I know I could never put on any of their uniforms. Well, let's talk about some of the essentials that are lower on the hierarchy, like restaurant workers. Given that most of those are the ones that have been screaming for $15 an hour, which is probably going to gain some momentum now after the damn pandemic, these are the people who usually aren't very good at or even like their jobs to begin with. Sorry, but I caught like I see it, folks. Prior to the pandemic of 2020, name one time that you've gone into any restaurant and had to deal with an incident of incompetence. I bet you can name more than one and more than one restaurant. Now, I've been a server, drive-thru worker, cook, cashier, customer service rep, even a hostess. In my time, it was drilled into our heads all the damn time that the customer is always right. Please, America, tell me that as a customer you feel that way today. It isn't possible for you to say you do. 
If we as customers are always right, then please tell me why in the hell that as you leave virtually any Sam's Club across this great nation, 30 feet after we check out, we got to stand in line again for another service member to check our purchases and mark our damn receipt. We're treated as criminals as soon as we walk into the store. Why? We'll table that discussion. As a customer, we're never treated as if we're right when it comes to the service industry. Let me share with you a personal perspective. Rewind our minds to pre-pandemic 2020. Restaurants had always had ways to order online for pickup. This isn't a fallout of the pandemic. Some were better at it than others, like Chick-fil-A. I wouldn't dare go to a Chick-fil-A and not use their app before the pandemic. I knew better. Now, how about Zaxby's? They introduced their app online ordering as early as about 2015 in some locations. I've used it for about a year. At first, I followed the instructions to a letter. I ordered online, drove to the location, parked, walked inside, waited under the clearly marked, air quotes here, pick up online orders sign. More often than not, I was overlooked. No one would ever approach me and ask if I had an online order or if I needed help. I mean, how hard is it to realize that I didn't go through the damn line in order? Therefore, I must be an online pickup because I'm standing under the sign. Folks, if common sense was in a cup, I'd be rich. So, after this happened to me several times, which usually led to me having to get their attention and waste time that the online process was supposed to save me, I decided I was going to fix it myself. The next time I ordered with the app, I went through the drive-thru. The first time I did it, it threw them for a loop. They suggested I come in and pick it up. Of course, I told them, well, now that you know I'm here, I'll wait in my car instead of at the counter. The next time I did it, it wasn't a big deal. Now, look at us. A pandemic, and suddenly they're forced to do what they really should have been doing to begin with when they introduced the online and app ordering. Now, I'm not done with this. That isn't all that frustrates me about this particular essential worker. Remember when I asked you how many times you went to a restaurant and had to deal with an incompetence? Let's talk about it. Pre-pandemic, there was at least one out of every four visit that required me to call them out on an order that was messed up. Either they forgot sauce, seasoning, or even a drink. I get it. Maybe I didn't speak clearly in the microphone. Maybe you were just so flustered about me driving through for an online and app order. Either way, when I asked for them to fix it, they got an attitude. Maybe not words, but actions. And folks, actions speak louder than words. Now let me tell you a story about an experience about both Sam's and Zaxby's during the pandemic of 2020. On April 15th, my eldest wanted to order some drinks and food from Sam's. So we scheduled a pickup for 7 p.m. Around 4, we got a text that the order was ready. We left about 5.30. As we approached the location, I decided to order Zaxby's for supper. We hadn't eaten out very much since the stay-at-home, stay-healthy movement, and I figured it was a good treat for the family. I was interrupted in the process as we were closing in on the pickup at Sam's. I had already experienced this previous Sunday, so I was telling my eldest what to do. 
I called, pressed zero. Told the person we had a pickup order and was sitting outside the big bay door where someone had just did a pickup. We waited. While we waited, we watched. Folks, the pandemic version of society lacks just as much common sense as a pre-pandemic society. We saw a man with a buggy who had just gotten his order brought out to him, standing with a mask on, but no gloves. Okay, your choice. Then we looked over and I saw an older lady with a designer mask on. You know, those that they make in their house with their favorite cloths and stuff. Anyway, she was helping the little girl put on what looked to be a generic over-the-counter face mask. The little girl had to hold on to it with her face, hold on to it on her face with her ungloved hands because it didn't fit. I couldn't help but giggle. Then my attention was drawn to a Sam's employee exiting the liquor section of the store. The man with the mask and no gloves got his attention. He was missing something, and the employee, who was not wearing a mask or gloves, got on his radio and told somebody. Then that employee walked over to our car and said, You have an online order? What's the name? I responded, and since this wasn't my first rodeo, I had my driver's license out and showed it to him. He turned to walk inside, and out walked a young lady, also without mask or gloves. She brushed by him, folks, literally brushing him, as she made her way to us. And he told her our name, but she ignored him. She walked over, asked me my name, and to see my ID. Really? You've got to be shitting me. I just showed the other guy. He told you. No, that's what I wanted to say. And maybe I should have. But what good would it do? She's essential and I'm not. By this time, the guy with the missing item unloaded his buggy into his car. that was right in front of us. He haphazardly pushed his buggy to the curb. And do not get me started on that. We got our stuff loaded and pulled away. We had a chuckle. Folks, I just can't make this stuff up. So here I am. I returned to the app for the Zaxby order. Which, by the way, crashed on me four times. Now, I expect that. It's probably overloaded. So I kept trying. When we finally got there, the line was long. It's the longest one I've ever seen. So we sat in line and waited our turn. We got to the speaker. Now, folks, this is how essential workers work. We told them we have a mobile order and we gave our last name. Silence. Then she spoke and said, what is the first name? We answered and waited. Then she came back and said, is that Joe or... And she repeated our last name. Folks, Cass does not sound like Joe. So we corrected her. Waited again. Finally, we were told to move forward. <laughs> really? I was so damn glad she didn't tell us to move sideways. I'd really have to question her then. Soon, the head popped out behind the mask. We heard a mumbling of what we realized was our order being regurgitated to us. Then I mumbled thank you as the door closed pretty rapidly. And we yelled, our drinks! Another girl without a mask opened the window. We asked about the drinks, and she said, what did you have? Ay, ay, ay. What good is it to use the app if you're not going to read it? Now, folks, remember, 
I've had my experiences here, and I knew to check my order, and the drink mishap was affirmation that I needed to check. So while I got the drinks, I opened the bag and noticed a typical mistake. Even though the slip indicated no Zach sauce but extra ranch, inside that styrofoam box of nutrition was exactly what I didn't order, some damn Zach sauce. So we got our drinks that were practically being tossed to us, and we politely asked for extra ranch. The unmasked girl turned around and asked for it, and the masked girl opened the window and said, There's ranch and Zach sauce in the meals. I held up the slip and said, But I didn't want Zach sauce. I wanted all ranch. She was visually frustrated and returned with one ranch. One, folks. Never mind, I was supposed to get two. This, this is an essential worker, folks. So we made our way back to safety of our home. And over dinner, we talked about this experience. We couldn't help but laugh because getting angry wasn't going to do any good. It is what is wrong with America pre-pandemic, and it will be what is wrong post-pandemic. The customer is not always right, and being essential does not make any people any better at their jobs. Bottom line, we need to give out a lot of common sense in a cup. Well, that'll do it for me, folks. I've got no more sass in me today. Remember, stay home, stay healthy. If you'd like to give me some sass, drop an email to climbaboardmysoapbox at gmail.com. Text or call me at 859-951-8870. Visit the website at climbaboardmysoapbox.blog. I'm Cass, and thank you for listening to Sass with Cass.